So the Sixers dominate the Raptors in game one by a final score of 131 to 111. Tyrese Maxey leads the way with a historic performance. And the Sixers now lead the series 1-0. We will break it all down. Let's go. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome on into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you ring the bell so you don't miss any of the content. We are live every game of the series and covering with videos throughout as well. Man, that was a magnificent game. I enjoyed every bit of it. Honestly, what a way to start out if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. And before we really dive deep into it, man, like the game just ended a few hours ago and I'm literally sitting here just reminiscing, just thinking back and just, you know, wondering, you know, how things would have went if so-and-so happened or this or that. And I've just come to a conclusion, man. Like Tyrese Maxey is freaking unbelievable. The way that he, you know, kind of won over the city again here in playoff basketball tonight. Obviously, he has done that earlier this year, but tonight it, it was just something special about Tyrese. And before we dive in, because we're going to talk about the numbers, you know, what he did, this, this, and that. It's this, man. It's this. And I can't help but sit here and think like Tyrese Maxey is everything that this Sixers team fan base organization has desired and deserved for the last five to six years. Like, imagine having a point guard, you know, that can shoot a basketball from 40 feet out. Imagine having a point guard, and, and we've talked, right? We've questioned, what would it look like with a team of Joel Embiid and guys that can actually space the floor and shoot? Like, you know, these past couple years, having a guy that would not shoot, he was an offensive liability and then, you know, another guy that forgets how to shoot. And all that comes together, and we get the gift of Tyrese Maxey, who can do it all. And at age 21, he's got this, this, and, and I'm, I just have never seen a cat take over a quarter at such a young age like the way Tyrese Maxey did tonight. It was sensational. It was flawless. He has put himself on the map now on the national stage, and I hope he's getting the respect he deserves because – that was unfreaking believable what he did tonight. Before we dive into more of the game, we are going to just read some crazy Tyrese Maxey stats. If you want to know about this game, Tyrese Maxey was this game. And there were other guys that were very efficient, which we'll discuss, but look at this, man. Tyrese Maxey, okay? The youngest Sixers player ever to score 30 points in a playoff game. The previous was Maurice Cheeks, who had 33 in 1979. That's number one. Tyrese Maxey is 21 years old. And this is, you know, in fact, I got, I wasn't going to try to bring the guy's name up, but Ben Simmons, all right, earlier today, there's a video going around of him saying, oh, well, you know, watch this, look at this. Well, look at this, okay? Instead of having that cocky attitude, we get Tyrese Maxey, and without Ben Simmons and his utter flaws and failures and just acting completely terrible and quitting, Tyrese may have never got this opportunity. So you know what? Thank you, Ben. Thank you for allowing this to happen and develop before our eyes. And going even further on that, man, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is that after this game, he didn't say, wow, look at this, look at this shot I hit. Tyrese Maxey asked, you know, uh, about what he's going to remember from such a historic night for himself. And he says, the only thing I'm going to remember is us winning. And that just shows me the selflessness and just the, the character and how, you know, really on top of how great I think Maxie could be, he's got the it factor. He wants it, and he's the perfect type of personality for this city. 
I love it, man. I love it. And then one more thing. Uh, the Sixers' highest-scoring playoff quarter since 1996 and 97. Maxi coming in at number two. He had 38 points tonight, 21 of those coming in the third quarter, just behind AI, who had 26 in a quarterback in 2001. Maxi was sensational, and uh, it was absolutely unreal. Overall, there's not much else to say other than the Sixers came out and played a clean slate of a game. They were great. Uh, they also set another record now. I've heard three or four, um, but officially it is recorded at four turnovers, and those four turnovers are tied for the second fewest the team has ever committed in game one of a playoff series since the stat was tracked in 1970. Now, in fact, they actually had about two or three, but there were a couple garbage time turnovers once all the backups were in, like holding out the shot clock at the end of the game, which shouldn't really count as turnovers. So overall, the Sixers pretty much broke a record for the least turnovers in a playoff game in game one. I mean, it, it was just great. It was great. And all week leading up on my preview and all the content I dropped, I, I kept instilling this idea that the Sixers need to win this game. This was one of the most must-win games for me. Because then you don't risk potentially going down 0-2 in Game 2 and heading on the road without your best perimeter defender. And then, you know, the series is kind of looking chalked up at that point. But the Sixers came out and set the tone. Like I said, they were the ones that punched Toronto in the mouth. They never looked back. Um, and this was just a statement win. It really was, and everybody contributed. And uh, first and foremost, before we dive more into the players, I got to give credit to Doc Rivers because I've been hard on him and deservedly so, and there's still things I think he shouldn't have said or done. But this was probably one of the most prepared Sixers games uh, in a playoff series that I've seen in a long time. He had these guys ready. He talked about the week off, you know, and how it was kind of like a mini training camp, getting guys integrated, getting more run with James Harden and these guys. I repeatedly said all week how this rest was going to do wonders for guys like James Harden and Joel, you know, both physically getting healthy but also just bringing that chemistry more together. Um, and they came out on fire. They came out like they were the better team, and they were, and they were ready to go. And I got to give credit to Doc Rivers because he had this team prepared. Also, his rotations were great. He only ran pretty much a nine, eight-man rotation uh, when it mattered, and he made great adjustments. There's one uh, play or one timeout after a play that sticks in my head where, um, you know, this lead because – there, you know, this is a game of runs. That's how the NBA works. And the Sixers had it around 17 to 20 a couple times. It went down to 11, went back up to 18. Or I think it was at 18, down to 11, back all the way up. And then it got cut from like 21 to 14. And Doc Rivers actually called a timeout to cut that momentum right there. And I thought that was great. That's what I've been asking for from a Sixers coach in a playoff game for a long time. And I thought Doc did a great job tonight uh, overall in every aspect. So shout out to him. Um... The players for the Sixers, everybody was efficient. One thing that sticks out to me is that, you know, Joel Embiid was the fourth leading scorer on the Sixers tonight. He had 19 points, 15 rebounds, four assists. Didn't shoot well, got to the line, did his thing, was aggressive. Uh, but if you told me Joel Embiid was going to be the fourth leading scorer on this team and we would win by 20 and score 130, I would have said you're out of your damn mind. Uh, but Joel Embiid with 19 points, he deferred to his teammates, and it was obvious what Nick Nurse's strategy was. I talked about multiple strategies he could roll with this week. Uh, but what he did was he came out and said, okay, I'm going to take Joel out of this game, which he did by throwing early traps at him. I'm going to make everybody else go beat me. And the problem, Nick, is that Maxie had a historic game. 
Tobias Harris played really, really good, and Harden played good, and now Nick Nurse has to go back and adjust and rethink, like, what do I do if all these guys are clicking on all cylinders? Uh, but Joel, I thought, played pretty well, and he didn't try to force too much, um, and I thought he had a pretty good game defensively as well, manning the paint and getting other guys in foul trouble. And, you know, we hinted on Tyrese Maxey, but 38 points, 14 for 21 from the field, 5 for 8 from deep, 21 in the third, and it got to a point, bucket after bucket, and then he goes and hits one from the logo. I literally lost my mind on the live stream. Like, this is Tyrese Maxey. He is a superstar, and just, you know, it's just the way as a 21-year-old that he was ready to take that rock today and go out and score whenever he wanted to. And he had the whole crowd with him, the Wells Fargo chanting, Maxi, 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 and he was unconscious. This is a Maxi game. We will remember probably for the rest of his career. This was insane. This was his first playoff start. He only came in and been to pieces last year, and look what he did in his first playoff start. This kid has superstar written all over him, and I'm glad everybody is finally seeing that. Um, he was sensational, and he took over this game and I, I had a hot take saying he was going to average 20-plus for the series. I mean, maybe I under, maybe I lowballed him. Maybe I undershot him a little bit. I mean, look, we're not going to get that every game, but Tyrese Maxey could easily put up 25-plus in this series, and it'll be huge. And one key I mainly talked about uh, during the week is that the Sixers need to be multidimensional, and they were exactly that. Not only Embiid and Maxey, but Tobias Harris had 26 points, 9 for 14 from the field, Hit three, three, six rebounds, six assists. Everybody that threw Tobias Harris to the curb, I, I, you know, I said all season, and it was rough. I got frustrated with Toby at some points, but I knew, given his character and the way he works, that you know he would find his role eventually. And as a backseat scorer, you know, Tobias has been great. He's knocking down shots, which he wasn't doing earlier in the year, and he's come out prepared and he's so decisive with the ball, whether he's driving baseline or whatever. He's helping take some of those ball duties off the primary ball handlers, and he's not trying to do too much. Will he ever live up to the max contract? No, but if we can get a game like this, I was saying we need a couple 18-point games from Tobias. He had 26 today, and it'll be overlooked because of Tyrese Maxey, but Tobias was very, very efficient, and I also thought he played uh, fantastic defense against Pascal Siakam, who was the leading scorer for the Raptors with 24 uh, but he had 18 shot attempts, and I thought Tobias did a really good job. I figured he would be on him for the majority of the game. You know, a couple switches with Embiid, but Tobias did a really, really good job. And I thought also as a team, as a unit, defensively, you know, we've seen games where the Sixers come out lazy. They're not really putting their hands up. They're not trying as much. They were motivated. They played really good defense, and they were locked in this whole game, and I was really proud of the squad. Uh, and then James Harden with 22 points, 6 for 17 from the field, and everybody was trying to clown him. But the fact of the matter is, even though he didn't shoot well, 14 assists, five rebounds, uh, steal, a block, Harden hit four threes, a couple step backs, got to the line. And you know what? Um, James Harden had a really efficient game, and this is all we need. Like I said, we don't need him to be great. We need him to be good and not turn the ball over. And he only had one turnover in this game, 22 points, 14 assists. I will take it. And I'm going to go on record to say something here that – I think he is much better of a facilitator than Ben ever was. And not, you know, not that I'm even trying to bring that up, but I'm just saying, like, James Harden is adapting his game as he goes. And, you know, he had some crazy dimes today. I'm talking about no looks, kicks to the corner, and that pass up the floor where, you know, a hard, long uh, bounce pass to Tyrese Maxey. That, you know, through two defenders, that was absolutely insane. His court vision is great. 
He's mentoring a guy like Maxie as well. Maxie, Harden, and Bede, and Tobias, they were all fantastic tonight. I thought they were all efficient. Um, and the Raptors had no answers. They literally had no answers on how to stop it. Also, a quick shout-out to the bench. Paul Reed actually got in this game. I, I thought my eyes were deceiving me. Doc actually went with it. So, again, credit to Doc. And, again, you know, Paul Reed only played 11 minutes, but he didn't do anything too bad to take himself out of the game. That's all we need, 8 to 10 minutes a game from the backup. And he went with Paul Reed, the more athletic guy. The Sixers were actually out-rebounding the Raptors by about 10 for most of this game until garbage time. It ended up being very close. Uh, but the, the Sixers were actually manning the glass, which is something I didn't think I would see in game one. And they came out more hungry and assertive on the glass. And, uh, you know, Paul Reed had three rebounds off the bench, did great. Even Danny Green in the starting lineup went one for six, 0 for five from deep. But he had a couple offensive rebounds. Guys were finding ways to contribute. This was a total team effort, and that is what you need. And even though Reed had four fouls, I didn't think he did anything too bad too early on to take himself out of the game. And, and for a young guy, I thought he had some poise uh, early on. Thibel one for one. Had a, uh, a nice defensive play early in the game. Uh, he wasn't much of a factor, but Shake Milton with 10 and George Niang with 8. If we can get this kind of bench production, man, if we can get some of these shots to fall, Niang hit a couple threes, uh, we're set. You know, I've been saying since the trade deadline, this team has the talent to compete. They need to be put in the right positions. I saw a lot of movement, you know, especially with the ball, and the Raptors could not handle it. So, I, you know, I over overall, I thought this was a great team win a, a total domination of the Raptors, and this is what you needed in game one to set the tone, and I feel a lot more comfortable now. Again, next game might be completely different. I know Nick Nurse is going to adjust, but how will the Sixers rebound? I think this is a game you needed to win, and to win it like this, uh, it, it kicks it off very well, but it's going to be a long series. Nonetheless, I still believe, and uh, you know we'll see how it goes, but the Sixers hold on to the lead in this game. Uh, and everybody shows up, and Tyrese Maxey just stole the show tonight. What a freaking performance by that kid. Something I will remember for a long time. Other than that, man, uh, the Sixers balling out in every way. Also, Raptors, you know, having an injury with Scotty Barnes. You know, all these people are trying to say it was intentional. It was a, no, it wasn't. Uh, it's an unfortunate injury. I hope he is okay and can continue to play. But the Sixers are going to keep keep coming out, right? They're jawing. Things are getting spicy already. But uh, Sixers, man, nice domination in game one, and now it's on to game two. Got to put this one behind us and get ready for the next one. Those are just all my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comment section. want to hear from you. What are your takeaways on this game? Give me all your thoughts. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Like always, I will catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.